0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Walk a Good Life
2: with Delmarie Dallnice Bradfield.
1: on the Star Nation's radio network.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Star Nation's radio network, and welcome to Walk a Good Life with Delmarie Dullknife Bradfield. Good morning, Chewethe.
0: Hey, good morning. Lila
2: hi hanewaste. Hi
0: Are we on?
2: We are on. Your listeners on. are listening. Okay.
0: All right, let's start off with a short little prayer and Today, pretty much, um, I'm going to, I mean, it's a good topic, and it just came right at the time, time of knowing what Chante Ogunanke to carry in your heart, which is pretty much about love, and it came at a good time because um, it's, it marks the fourth year since I lost my love. So, basically, we we're going to talk a little bit about what we carry in our heart and what we what we call love. So, anyway, I'll start off with a short prayer um, this morning, and then we will talk about Wachante Ognanke. Tongashila um petu uh wash the oyak upunkhain Tongashila, Watcheki Yewa, Makhash Domnia Watchaki Yewa in the Han Dua Kruja on the Han Duache on uh Dua Dona Ota Chantashita Bhina Tongashila e Chakatvana Tongashila we chayushtepi Tungashla. Hina Nawaka Hina Tongashila E T of Tiki A Chanki Nawa. Good morning everyone. Um I, I'm I'm going to probably go ahead and take a break or something like that in between times i've got a uh runny nose here i kind of woke up with, the with i think a head cold or something so so oh. in the meantime just just yep. pretty much uh uh be aware that i might be sneezing or whatever but <laughs> anyway Aww. i uh I wanted to go ahead and talk about the old way of what we call Wachante Ogunanke. In Lakota, we say Wachante Ogunanke for what what we carry in our hearts. And and I think I had mentioned this with compassion, that those two kind of go hand in hand. And the description of, of Wachante Ogunanke is basically when we say we love this, we love that, you know. And there's so many different kinds of love, um, but it's kind of hard for us to to really look at love in a way because they always say we don't have a word for love in our language. Um, and I guess that's about the closest that we can say we come to is Wachante Ogunanke because you carry, you carry that feeling in your heart for whatever it is that you like or whatever that uh, that is so meaningful to you. So um, with that, I can probably say um, that as we look at. Um, Intimate love and the Unconditional love that we have For our loved ones uh, Our family members Our friends and everything We talk in a different sense Of um, of how we Care about somebody In Lakota And one of the things that I wanted to Mention is We were told a long time ago that um, That When we love or we cherish so, someone um it it was kind of like taboo for us to 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 say uh to say uh let's see what the word is is um uh, is Tachihila, as I cherish you, you mean so much to me. It's a whole gamut of everything that—that that it's almost like the core of your being to really care about somebody. So we were kind of forbidden to to say that, and and we never heard that word love uh, in our family because we always say, "Ushitilake," "Oli la ushitilake," "Ushuwalake," and and that was basically when we say that it comes out translating as pity but as as our children and our grandchildren ask the question, we don't want to be pitied you know, when you say we don't want to be pitied, you know and I think I had mentioned this back when 1983 I can remember, July of 1983 was the first time I had ever talked to my mother about saying I love you to her grandchildren and so she explained to me why, you know, we never used that word uh, but that was the day she started uh, saying okay, I love you You know, uh, just because I think it's so important for us to verbalize that to to people. Um, I don't care how much uh, we care about somebody or we like somebody. You know, it's in Lakota we say "ushichilake." So with that, um, the way it went in regards to to Lakota way in the olden days, it used to be that um, it was. Basically, when you really cared about somebody with servitude love because the intimate love um wasn't really uh, showing your affection in in public or around people, it was servitude love. So that's how we grew up, and that's the way that that my mother explained to me. She says, you know, she said when you love somebody, you know, she said you really care about somebody. She said it's it's the way you do things for them. You know, you help them. You do you you continue to show you know by by doing something, making something for them, and everything else. So uh, we learned we learned in a young age to say that uh, when you show your love to somebody it's through servitude love and it continues today I mean even for for the fact in my household I know that once in a while I say I love you to my children but cooking for them making Indian tacos for them when I don't want to a lot of times I just do it because I love them enough to go ahead and 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 do all that stuff you know or or even to to watch your uh, your grandchildren. You love them so much sometimes you don't want to feel like playing with them, but you end up playing with them, you know, just because you love them and you, you care so much. But along with that, Wachante um, Ogunanke comes with a lot of compassion, and I think... Um, we can probably say that we we have so much compassion for one another. I mean, humanity, especially, or the animals, or God's creation. We have so much compassion, or probably, I would say that uh, we think about the beauty of of creation. That we wachante owaganake as we say, we say wachante Um knowing that you really really appreciate and you you care about what what the creator has given you. But anyway, today um I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about about the intimate love, the the relationship love um uh, that I've known um, just because I think it is so important when we say we love somebody, we love our partner, we love our family, you know, we have to differentiate in regards to to knowing what kind of love we're given. You know, I oh, I love this movie, I love this book, or I love this person, I love my friend. And, and it's so different. I mean, there's so so much variation so much different kinds of love that we have that we we use that term loosely a lot of times of of saying we love when we like something you know so anyway with that i just want to go ahead and share with you the kind of love that that um that my husband and I had, and I think it's basically a good topic for me because so many people out there get into a relationship, an intimate relationship, and not knowing how sacred it is to 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 be to become one with another and the only way I can probably describe what I had um with the love that I had with my husband. It was uh pretty much and that uh oh, I don't even know the the words to even describe, but uh the best <laughs> love is is the kind that awakens a soul that makes us reach for more um i mean it's almost like the the fire in our in our hearts is pretty much um uh, it it brings it brings so much peace and so much contentment when you know that you have that kind of love. I guess that's the only way that I can describe the love that I had, that I was given mm-hmm. by my husband. And and it's like a fire that goes, that grows and grows, you know. And so the... 38 years um, I had with him you know it was like That love didn't end You know it didn't diminish it Grew every every day there Was it grew And And I can't imagine I can't imagine um, The the love that People say you know when they get into a Relationship and, and they start You know saying derogatory Words to each other putting themselves Down or you know you you cannot imagine that a love that um that is true I would probably say is you never hurt the other person and i don't know if i, I mean if if anybody has known that because i know i um i know of couples you know um that that are so ugly to her, towards each other They're so mean to each other Even to call each other names, you know And I just can't imagine that, you know Because I, I have never in my life known Known pretty much of any pain that I had felt with Ken So in regards to to love um, I know that there was uh, an olden age days I can probably use my mother and Philip Whiteman Jr's mother who had arranged marriages and that was that was pretty much something that I don't think I could ever have and and do we actually think that do we do we have arranged marriages when we have to to write these prenuptial agreements <laughs> what do you think Denise <laughs>
2: I have friends that have prenuptial agreements for a variety of reasons, um, and uh, no, I mean I I can't imagine that for myself. And I just want to say to those that are listening, I, my brother-in-law Ken and uh, Del Marie, my sister, watching them as a married couple for me, as sister and sister-in-law, was absolutely beautiful and. Dell, I got a little choked up when you said about uh, the way that you loved one one another. Really, did um, all I could see was like flowers blooming, because everything that the both of you went through, uh, it's though you had to reach deep inside yourselves in order to um, love the other person with where they were and where at any given time. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah definitely i mean i mean if it, it, it was just a matter of a day, I mean whatever happened in a day, you know it was mm-hmm. um i mean if if one person was weak, the other one was there to fill in if 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 we were both feeling love we i mean we we showed it, you know I mean, even in front of yeah. the kids i mean the the touching you know the the hugging you know and and I think you know that's just one of the things that um that my daughter always said was, you know, that was the best kind of love that I could ever want, you know. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, I mean, through th- through all the problems that I think marriage couples go through, um, basically we never... Sh- we never showed our problems in front of the kids. If we had problems, if we had something that we disagreed upon, or if we were going to argue, it was behind doors when we went to bed, you know. So they never knew mm-hmm. that we were having problems. You never let them know. You know, we didn't holler at each other in front of the kids or we didn't argue in front of the kids that was the kind of love that we had, you know, just basically we didn't want anybody to, to feel if we were angry or whatever. And I can tell you one thing that that Ken, he never showed anger. I mean, not even in his face. I mean, if mm-hmm. he was angry about something, he would say, you know, I'm really angry about this. I mean, it's just nonchalantly, I'm really mm-hmm. angry about this, you know. But one of the things that that I I... Wanted to talk about is actually the arranged marriage because, in my perception, I think for the way that I saw the arranged marriages in the past was you were chosen by a family and and the way courtship happened in the past was uh, when when you like somebody um, you. You didn't. I mean, it wasn't your choice. It wasn't your choice to go ahead and say, "Okay, I'm going to marry this person." Grandma Sarah used to tell me that that it was basically what what a person, a woman, was capable of doing. So, in the courtship mm-hmm. part of it, is uh, they used to say, uh which means, "Are you talking to this person?" And uh-huh. and then. The next step was nehe," which means "Are you going around with him?" People kind of see that you know you're a couple you know you
1: mm-hmm.
0: you walk around, you do things together, so they see that, and then the next step is if you're really into a very uh, deeper uh part of the relationship, the woman is taken back to the man's home, and it's kind of like a a a pre pre uh marriage part because this is where you're where you're pretty much judge of your capabilities and your responsibilities as a woman you know how to take care of your mm-hmm. family and 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 cook in and and where you're capable to do it. And mm-hmm. if the husband's family approved of you, then they would go. And that's, you know, as you heard from the Hollywood stereotype, and as you bring the horses, the buffalo robes and everything to to mm-hmm. the woman's uh, camp. So that's mm-hmm. the way the courtship used to be. And, and she said in regards to the prearranged marriage, she said sometimes there was not, the couple didn't like each other, but it was uh it was the uh families that made the decision to be together and so wow. i kn- i knew I knew of uh Philip Whiteman Jr.'s mother and and her name was Florence actually, and she was a woman warrior, the last woman warrior of the cheyenne tribe so um I remember. Her and my mom were talking one time because that was exactly what had happened to my mother. It was a arranged marriage because she was orphaned at a young age and she was wealthy because, you know, she was left with a big inheritance. And so my father's family wanted my father to get with my mother just because of the wealth she had. So anyway, one time... uh, yeah, um, Florence and my mom were talking about it, and they said, Boy, you know, this was the hardest thing when when you're living with, with somebody, but you know your responsibilities, you know, to become a mother, to take care of a household. Well, at the end, um, Florence said, you know, she said, I kept my vows, so, though, because her husband died, and she was able to marry uh, Philip's father phillips senior <laughs> and so she said that was the first time she really felt love well in the instance of my mother um she, i mean it was almost like a sigh of relief when my father died uh just because she said you know she said i kept my vows till death do us part and so wow. after that i had talked to her About, you know, what did it feel like And and she said, well, in change She said, I knew that, you know She said, I didn't have a family And she said, your father's family She said was, you know, really good to me And so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like an everyday thing But I, you know, she wouldn't talk very much About the intimate side But all I remember her saying was They never kissed
3: Their whole time that
0: they've been together you know, so can you imagine what it is like for people that do the prenuptial agreements in regards? I mean, for me, this is my perception of it is why are you getting into this relationship when you're going to go ahead and, and, and I guess the thing about it is it's okay. I think you have to go ahead and set your boundaries as well as knowing, you know, that that this is going to be true love, but yet at the same time, why do you need to have it on paper when it doesn't come from the heart? I mean, that's
2: just
1: right.
0: my take on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and, and I've known people
2: so, in other cultures that have been in arranged marriages, and uh, a good friend of mine once said to me, uh, maybe in my next lifetime I'll know what it would be like to um, to be able to choose my own partner. And there was really a bit of sadness in her voice when she said that, Del, uh, because she really didn't know. You know, they slept in separate bedrooms and all of that kind of a thing from the beginning. And there was just a sadness, like maybe next time I'll get to know what that's really like. Um, Pam Hemmes has a question for you, chue um, she's saying, did any of this carry over into our generation, Del Marie?
0: Well, the last of it the last of it was of of what I seen of my uh, parents. That was the only one that I knew, but as far as no, and I guess maybe that didn't happen because we came into a disposable society where you know if you didn't like <laughs> your your partner, you you know you got rid of them or you left, you know. And mm-hmm. so so much of that nowadays is how do we know? Because love is sacred; it should be sacred. Even the intimate part of it, when you come together sexually, you know what? That's energy given to each other. I mean that's the way yeah. I look at it. That's the way I felt, you know. Um mm-hmm. it it was not just just the orgasm, the the feeling, you know, the sexual feeling, you know, it was it it, it was a sacred moment. I mean, I don't yeah. know how to explain it, you know.
3: But That's a beautiful uh, way to
2: explain it. That
0: that that is the only way, you know, and there was not any I mean, the kind of relationship Ken and I had was we didn't have to say words either, you know, just a look in his eyes to me, you know, mm-hmm. or like like going by and, you know, rubbing my shoulder or rubbing my back, you know, that was all that I needed, the intimate part of it, the touch, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I know of love. and 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 basically I think, you know, some of it, I mean, some of us are fortunate enough to find that kind of love. Some of us, you know, go because of different reasons we have, and we don't know how to measure love, you know. each For each one of us, it's so different.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but I think we're almost at the top of the hour. Anybody have questions? or?
2: Well, I just wanted to say... Um... In watching you and Ken together, there was absolutely no doubt whatsoever about the love that you have for one another, and I'll tell you something, ladies, boy, Ken set the bar really high because the way that he looked at Delmarie, unbelievable. He looked at her like he would have looked at her the first time that he met her when he fell in love, and I mean that sincerely. The moment you walked into the room and you would catch Ken catching a glimpse of his wife his love his eyes would glisten you could feel the happiness in his heart and it was always that way and it was something that was very very sincere Um, not like well I have company in the house so I guess we better act like we're getting along Um, he really did set the bar high for for others I would have to say that and the same thing with the way that Dell cared for and loved Ken which is why so many people uh, think of them as mentors in relationship and and as Del said it wasn't you know chewy you said it wasn't always perfect but it was very very loving even in the imperfect moment and anybody who has ever known you as a couple would attest to those words and i i just wanted to say that
0: well well the only thing i remember is each time that um that he would I mean, just I don't care out of the blues. I love at Kadoka, and and I think mm-hmm. Holly. I see her saying, "Where did you and Ken mm-hmm. meet?" We met at work, and we we were pretty much we knew each other at work. He was a liaison, uh, and he was a our board member for for a youth project that we started. And I guess hanging around together, uh, you know, I, I I knew he was married at that time, and and yet at the same time. Um, we worked together. So we were on our way to uh to Sioux Falls from Rapid City and as we talked on our way we were transporting some prisoners to the state penitentiary and and I remember uh I mean I don't know why in his mind he said, I loved her at Kadoka, which was like sixty miles out of <laughs> Rapid City, <laughs> you know, so so he used to tell people, I loved her at Kadoka, you know. And mm-hmm. and and that was his famous words, you know. Well, how'd you guys meet? Where'd you fall in love? Or how? It, why I loved her at Kadoka, and 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 that mm-hmm. was all he would say, you know. So, anyway, with that, um, I I I kind of wanted to dedicate this this show to my husband.
2: Aw, hi. is a good man. Every time me and Todd, drive by Kadoka. We always mention you and Ken. He loved her at Kadoka. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It still, I mean, it still hurts, you know, but uh, with good memories, you know, I mm-hmm. i uh, have to carry on, you know. Uh, I live for him, mm-hmm. too, you know, because it's just the way he would, so.
2: Mm-hmm. So much love.
0: But and and with that, you know, I just wanted to go ahead and say, they say, love love what you have before life teaches you to to love what you lost. That's the ending, mm. you know. Is 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 love love your partners, love your family, love love all that you have because one day you may not have it, you know. So absolutely, have a, yeah,
2: have a good day, everyone. Have a beautiful day, Chue. We're all sending you a group hug.
1: We hope you enjoyed Walk of Good
2: Life. With Delmarie Marie Dalnice Bradfield on the Star Nations Radio Network.
3: Nations Radio Network, communications from
1: home, on Log Talk Radio. Welcome to The Mystic's Heart,
0: with your show host, Denise Iwana, on the Star Nations Radio Network.
2: Morning, everybody. Welcome to the Mystic's Heart. Welcome to Star Nations Radio Network, and welcome to a morning that began on the notes of love. And uh, sitting here, listening to my chuey, my elder sister, talking about the love that she had and continues to have with her hasani, her other half, her other skin. Um, I can attest to that fact because I saw it so often whenever I was with them. And uh, at the end of Ken's life, four years ago, right exactly at this time, I had the honor of of overseeing all of the funerals and the memorials uh, for Ken, uh, both the traditional Lakota. Ceremonies And also the traditional church ceremonies. And that was a great honor for me to have. And one of the things that was prevalent at all of those ceremonies was how often people mentioned how much Ken and Delmarie loved one another. And they made that obvious that they loved one another and not afraid to show affection and display their love for one another in front of others, and so really a beautiful beautiful role model for what love can be like, you know. Sometimes we, when we have to get over our own selves and look at the other person's soul and what that soul needs in our partnership, and so, Del, I just want to honor you this morning as well because of the way that you walk, your talk, and the way that you teach us through example. So Lila Wash Day, Lila Wash Day. This morning we're going to pick up on that subject, on the mystic's heart, about love, about self-love, about loving others, being in love with spirit, spirit loving us. This past weekend, it was a full weekend, both at Angelology. I taught Angelology and the angels of death, dying, and rebirth, which was a very intense, very deep class on saturday morning and then on saturday evening we held a fundraiser with the montcalm artist association a fundraiser for gathering thunder foundation it was an amazing evening an amazing day so much love so much love there are so many ways to display love and to share love and to show love and yes del is correct that In some corridors, the word love and the meaning of love has been cheapened, has been lessened. So each and every one of us just has to carry that uh, in a good way in our own hearts. What does it mean to love? And what does it mean to be loved and accept love? And love here on the physical and love the non-physical. It's a beautiful subject and not always an easy way to walk. Boy, sometimes, yeesh. Last night, my dream time was filled with some things that, oh, my goodness, had to get up this morning and take care of some stuff on the spiritual plane right away that were not so loving. Sometimes we learn a lot in those unloving spaces, but I'd prefer to learn in the loving spaces. For those of you that asked, Delmarie said that she would come back next year with Della, Bad Wound. Uh, my two chues, and teach a weekend-long course, a retreat for women. So we can look forward to that. I'm going to draw a group card for each and every one of us this morning. Okay, and the card that comes up for each and every one of us is the water dragon. The water dragon represents the magic of water, the magic of intuition, And it says to us that our sixth sense is heightened at this time. I believe that's true. We're watching Grandmother Earth and everything going on in Grandmother Earth, the fires, the earthquakes, the hurricanes, all of these things going on, and a lot of emotion swirling around and about and within Grandmother Earth. And at this time, simultaneously, You know, if grandmother is having something going on, then that means that we're also having something going on. And we can often wonder, well, what's that feeling? What's going on inside of me? Why did I react that way? The water dragon would say, why don't we sit down for a spell? Sit down for a spell. Be quiet. Go within. And what does your intuition tell you about a situation? What does your intuition tell you about what is going on within yourself? To sit down and have an honest talk, but to allow our intuition to have a voice. The reflecting pool of our psyche is infinitely deep and rich with ancient wisdom. For the one who wishes to dive deep into its cavernous abode, the water dragon will assist in bringing to the surface mystery school teachings reserved for those who are walking the path of spirit with integrity and balance. That's why often we see the dragons on the outside of a cave or just within the mouth of a cave. It represents the entrance fee. The testing, are you ready for this next level of ancient teachings, represents initiation, much like the Sphinx there on the Giza Plateau. Last night, late at night, I was reading... A really old version was uh, released in 1917, old version of the Book of Enoch. And in the ancient Book of Enoch, what I love about reading the Book of Enoch or the Keys of Enoch, I read anything that I can about that particular subject, is that uh, in the Book of Enoch, he talks about the stars, but he talks about the stars being beings that are alive, very much alive and called by name by the Creator, and alludes to the fact that those stars are what we sometimes refer to as angels, right? Living beings, our relatives in the sky nations. So I'm, I'm getting toward the end of this particular iteration of the Book of Enoch. And it has lots of notes in it from the previous owner, which I find fascinating. But everything is coming alive I think we are waking up to the idea and the understanding that the stars are more than just glistening light uh, masses of light in the sky but that they are in fact living beings the angels are real that the seen and the unseen is equally as real and they are coming to visit they are making their presence known and the water dragon says and they will teach you what you are ready to learn and what you are ready to wield with integrity what you are able to walk with with integrity morning kathy skirmerhorn so there i got off on that little tangent now didn't i Oh my goodness. So let's uh let's have some inspirations from these cards. I want to say thank you as well to everyone who has already pre ordered a copy of my book, Prayers and Incantations to the Light. And I will put the information up about that in our chat room on Facebook. David Fix has nearly completed all of the sacred geometrical artwork within it. Ancient geometrical patterning within the book. <laughs> Some would say the star languages. And so um, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's nailed in a check. Soon you'll be able to order that online as well. Prayers and incantations to the light blessings from the mother. The last edit uh, was from my sister, Della Badwound, who went through my use of the Lakota language. Making sure that the way that I employed it was appropriate in my journal entries. In the book, there are journal entries from my life. Okay. Spirit says I can stop shuffling and talking now. The Sunface Kachina is here for Erin Camacho. Good morning, Erin. The Sunface Kachina, the life bringer, is here for you. The message for you, Erin, is to stand. In the light, stand in the light of who you truly are. Each of us is called to our Earth walk for a divine purpose. That is true. We all know that. We all know that truth. The Sun Face Kachina says this: during the course of our earthly existence, we are sometimes challenged by negativity and darkness, so that we might fully come to comprehend the depth and the breadth of our own. Divine light. That's right. Stand in the light of who you truly are anyway. Sometimes the opposing forces can almost seem overwhelming to us, and yet we're called to stand in the light of who we truly are. And sometimes then we find out just how bright our light is, what we're really made of. And sometimes we find out that our light was needed in those corridors by others and appreciated by others. Right? Sometimes we are the only light present in a situation. Sometimes people can just like, oh, well, the, the light is shut off, so let's all shut the door, shutter the place, and walk out on an idea, on a person, on a situation. But the one person sometimes that's holding the light is all the light that there is until others until others also become lit up. Sometimes we're the single candle that helps to light others up when the darkness seemingly is going to prevail. Hold the light, Erin, is the message for you today. Absolutely, Holly. Absolutely. Pretty soon, everyone. Actually, in October, this show will be via Be Live TV on Facebook. It will be live streamed via. Uh, via B Live TV, on the Star Nations Magazine and Radio Network page, and so you will be seeing my face. I will be doing this live from the Sanctum Sanctuarum here in the Enchanted Forest. So uh, we will also have. I'm going to try to do the same sort of an event Facebook chat room that we've been using all along going to try to continue that but the blog talk radio chat room will no longer exist instead we will be uh, making comments there there will be a thread on the be live tv thread so you can uh, comment right there share your ideas all right rob this one is for you it's the griffin the griffin rob represents chivalry and it represents bravery Spirit would say to you right now, Rob, be brave, face your fears, face those buggers and overcome them. Everything that we fear comes to us in order to overcome them, to understand them and to see just how large a shadow our fears can cast. Sometimes when we get down to the thing that really we have the most fear about, we find out that it was just a little bitty thing that our imagination, (laughs) our worry all of a sudden made a mountain out of a little bitty tiny mole hill. Not to discount the mole hill, because mole hills are very, very sacred. Very, very sacred. But Griffin is saying to you, be brave, Rob. Yes, the mole hills here on our property are not just, uh, we don't destroy the moles here. Moles are very, very sacred, uh, particularly to the Western medicine way. So the dirt is very sacred of a molehill, and the mole is very sacred. Sometimes people will say, Dana, why don't you get rid of the moles up there on the top of your land? No, those moles are sacred beings. They have a lot to teach me. I work with them. And that dirt that they push up is very, very sacred. So I'd like to have a mountain made out of molehills. That would be quite the mountain. All right. Chue, Del Marie, Wombly Oyate is here for you. The Eagle Nation is here for you, Del Marie. And uh, I think that that's self explanatory for you this morning after the beautiful show that you just uh, shared with each and every one of us. I want to say Wopila again for sharing what it is that you shared about your love with Ken. And Eagle is here. And interesting because it's uh, Wombly Gleishka, is here and I can see it uh, physically in front of me at this time. Wambly Gleshka and I'm also hearing that song, the Spotted Eagle Nation song. I was playing very, very loud. I can hear it in voice of, in both of my ears, and I can feel the octaves right there in my third eye. Wambly Gleshka Oyate, love that song, and it's uh, being sung for you this morning. Chue, good morning, Debbie. Yes, you most certainly can. Wombly Oyate, the Spotted Eagle Nation. Mm, mm-mm. Mm. Next up, Jane. Jane, this one is for you. All right, Spirit says you can stop shuffling now. I only stop when Spirit says to me, you can absolutely stop. Stop shuffling, Dana. Bastet, the Egyptian goddess Bastet is here for you, Jane. Bastet represents the senses. Bastet, we often recognize her as the cat goddess. She is represented by the cat, which represents the moon, uh, represents sensuality. Uh, She was also known as, still known as, the protector of the pharaoh, the goddess of the sun and the moon. Bastet, as she is also known, is the lady of the east, who invites you to experience the passion of being fully alive. When this card appears, It's a card of self-care. It's a card of self-knowledge. Bastet says it's time to nurture yourself, to nurture your femininity, your passions, your intuition, everything that makes you female, everything that uh, within you that is the divine feminine. Bastet says welcome to your own watery depths. It's time for you to nurture those, to pamper yourself to come to know yourself more fully as you are today. Not who you were as a woman yesterday or the day before, but who are you as a woman today? What are the experiences that have made you who you are today? Honor those. Release who you are no longer. Embrace who you are and who you are becoming, says Bastet. And your daily mantra from this Egyptian goddess is this. I am a sensual being. My passion for life is alive. I give myself permission to explore my watery depths. Some women never really explore who they are in the divine feminine. For a variety of reasons, maybe you were raised in more of a puritanical household by a mother who Um, never embraced her own femininity or a household or a religion where it certainly wasn't acceptable. Um, This card is saying, now's the time. Now is the time to explore yourself more fully and what it means to be uh, feminine, to be a woman. I love that card. It's one of my very favorite artworks in the Mysteries of Ancient Egypt Empowerment deck. Beautiful card. Okay, Pamela Hemis. it was good to see you this past weekend at the Gathering Thunder Foundation event. Thank you for bringing some of your beautiful pottery artwork. It was great to see you. The buffalo teaching is here for you, Tatanka. Buffalo. Buffalo is about balance. It is about giving and receiving. If you are giving too much of yourself, Buffalo is saying it's time for you to sit for a moment and to allow yourself to receive. All about balance. Your daily mantra, Pamela, is this. My, li- my life is a gift from creator. When the Buffalo card appears, the Buffalo says, stop and take a deep breath. Feel the heartbeat of, your, of the universe beating within your own chest. Stop, breathe, feel. Knowledge that you are alive and that you are in sync with all of the universe and that the universe supports you. Oh, Wopila Chue. Wahinheya. Wahiheya is the Lakota word for mole. Yeah, the mole is very precious to me. Very precious medicine. If you have been inside my NEP, you have experienced the medicine of mole. Mole teaches us a lot. All right. You're welcome, Jane. So take care of yourself, Pamela. You give, 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 give. Time for you to sit your little butt down and receive. All right, I guess I'd probably better take a look around in the chat room because I haven't really done that. All right, Katie, this one is for you, Katie. Miss Mary Sunshine. (laughs) If you meet Katie, all you can do is smile. That's all I could say about that. All you can do is just smile. I smile just when I think about her name, actually. All right. Spirit says I can stop now. Sasquatch card, Katie. Sasquatch says walk gently. Whatever is going on in your life right now, Spirit is saying walk, walk gently through it. Be very gentle with what's going on right now. Whatever it happens to be, be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with situations around you, Katie. Walk gently. Be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with your thoughts. Be gentle with your words. Be gentle with others. They know not what they do. Sometimes people around us, I think to myself, did I really just hear that? Did I really just think that? And sometimes my guides will say to me, remember, Dana, sometimes they know not what they do. Walk gently. And so that is your message today, Miss Sunshine. Walk gently. Be gentle, including with yourself. Okay. Moving right along, moving right along. Taking notes. I do write as I'm going through all of this. People think, what is she doing on the other end? Well, pretty soon you'll be able to see me in all of this, right, what I'm doing. Kind of like a nutty professor sometimes I feel like, right? Debbie, the Archangel St. Michael is walking with you, Debbie. Mikael, the Archangel of the Seven Heavenly Realms. This is a card of triumph. This is a card of triumph. And the Archangel Michael would like you to know that he walks with you at this time in your life in case you have forgotten or maybe you questioned, is Michael with me? Do I have any angels with me? Michael is saying, well, you most certainly do. I'm walking with you. I am walking with you at this time. And oh, and by the way, here's a lovely little daily mantra for you, Debbie. I celebrate the lessons that I have learned in my life, and I rejoice in what they have taught me. Sometimes we can beat ourselves up relentlessly. This weekend when I was teaching a course in angelology, death, dying, and rebirth, we were talking about this of hell, because there's a subject people want to know about, particularly when it comes to death and dying. And... You know, the fact of the matter is so many of us create our own hell based on our own judgments about ourselves. In this card, the Archangel Michael says, knock it off. Stop judging yourself. Everything that you have experienced in your life has created the woman that you are today. Celebrate the woman that you are. Let go of those judgments. What did you learn? What were the lessons learned How did that make your diamond light brighter? Or did it consume you? If you've allowed it to consume you, let it go and let your light shine through the lessons learned. Through the lessons learned. This is a card of triumph. Love that. Nope, Debbie, I just pulled it for you. The Archangel St. Michael. Yeah. All right. Hey, Gemini, it'll be so nice to see you during Tuesday morning as well. (laughs) You're my friend, Gemini, so you won't mind if I have, like, hair that's kind of hasn't been tamed yet. I have to straighten my hair. And I'm telling you, when I don't, it's quite a sight. (laughs) But, But, you know, you all don't care. You love me anyway, right? Somebody said to me, Maybe it was Lily. Well, just do your Tuesday morning show in your robe. No, it was Kelly Spencer. Nobody cares. Just be in your robe. Nobody cares. It's fine. I do have a cool robe. One of them is really pretty cool. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Okay, Lily. Lily. My little sister, Lily. This one is for you. It is the Thriay card, Lily. The Seer. The Thriay. The teaching of the Thrye comes out of Greece. The Thrye, some might say the oracles at Delphi were Thrye. They were seers. And when this card is pulled from the the Spirit of Mythology empowerment deck, it says, pay attention to your intuition. Trust what you are seeing and sensing. Oh, sometimes we see and sense things and we think, oh, I don't know. That can't be. Please don't let that be. But there it is. The Thriye says, trust yourself. Trust your intuition. You are a seer. You are a sensitive. Trust that. And if you're seeing glorious things, trust that too. We don't always see things that are malfeasant. Sometimes we see things that are absolutely glorious, and we don't want to trust those either. Well, that can't be. Nothing that terrific can happen for me. The Thriye is saying, trust what you see. Trust what you know to be true, trust, your gut feeling, as we might say, <laughs> Gemini is saying, <laughs> robe, coffee, I agree, I know, because you love me, <laughs> Holly, you're darn tootin', we do, oh, God, right back at you, isn't that marvelous, we're so blessed, aren't we, all of us on Tuesdays, love that, okay, Angie Town, you sweet thing, It's so good to see you at Angelology this weekend as well. The Wampus Cat is here for you, and I know this is not the only time that this card has appeared for you out of the mythology deck. This card says your life is transforming in beautiful ways. The caveat to that, this is a very ancient teaching that is so applicable to each and every one of us, because the depths to which we are able to descend are equaled by the heights to which we are able to ascend. The greatest teachers must walk through the greatest fires in order to teach with authenticity, integrity, and compassion. Boy, there are times we all think, really, did I have to go into that deep hole? I had to walk through that fire. Why? I'm a nice person. Why did I have to go through that? because you are a teacher. My favorite teachers are the ones that have walked through the muck and the mire and the fires, come out on the other side a little bit charred, right, maybe a little bit lumpy and bumpy and (laughs) rumpled. But those are the teachers that I want to learn from because they have experienced something that I haven't. And not that my experience will be the same as theirs, but they've triumphed through it, learned from it. Their light got shinier and brighter because of it. That's what I love about teachers. We should never, ever, 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 I don't believe, hold our teachers up on a pedestal. All teachers are human beings. All teachers are human beings. And sometimes when teachers do human being stuff, we can be really disappointed. So our teachers are way showers. They're like the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz, right? Pointing one way or the other and teaching us through what they've experienced. All right. All teachers are human beings. Every single one. Hollis. Hollis. The Halls of Amenti card from the Mysteries of Ancient Egypt. Oh, this is a good one for you. Oh, I live on. Hollis. The Halls of Amenti is about change. It's about spiritual growth. It's about the ascension process. You are being called to shed your old coat, to lay down the vestments that once served you each cloak that you have donned has served your journey well. However, you may have fallen asleep in the comfort of them. Spirit is waking you up right now. If you're wondering, oh, I was really comfy. Why am I uncomfortable all of a sudden? I'm not comfortable in my own skin. Something just feels off. It feels different. There's a different octave vibration. Spirit's saying, because we have something in mind for you mind with a capital M right your higher self is saying where well, you're reawakening or you're wakening up to another aspect so maybe you've been ruminating about something you'd like to teach on your radio show something that you'd like to teach in class something you'd like to provide spirit is saying pay attention to that lay down the old embrace the new as teachers Right, we change, we grow, we morph. Some people come along for the ride. Right, so what is that woman up to now? What is Dana up to now? And some people say, well, that's just not for me. And so bless her for what I've learned from her. And others will say, well, I'm going on the ride, you know, with <laughs> her for that to see what my experience will be. Um, always, we have to grow as teachers and experience the new. Present the new as we've experienced it. Oh, you're welcome, Angie. Hold no one but the one in awe. That's right, Pamela. Oh, people get so disappointed in their teachers, but she turned out to be human. He turned out to be a human. She wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. Well, no, because we're all human. Right? Okay. Okay. I always tell people, please do not put me on a pedestal because oh, I'm about as human as it gets, sometimes really human. Alrighty righty then, here we go. All right, Kathy Skirmerhorn, the Pegasus is here for you, my friend. The Pegasus says, allow your creative genius to unfold. You clearly have something ruminating around in your mind. Spirit is saying, go for it, Kathy. That new idea that you have, yes. The new idea that you're thinking, should I, shouldn't I? Spirit is saying, yes, yes. A little out of your comfort zone, a little bit out of uh where you've been in your practice. I call her the sacred seamstress. Spirit is saying, go for it, Kathy. And by the way, Kathy, I want to thank you for your donation also to Gathering Thunder Foundation's uh art and fundraiser this past weekend. Every one of your sweatshirts was purchased and raised money for Gathering Thunder. And so I wanna say a great big thank you for that, Kathy. Thank you for donating uh, all of the proceeds from the sales of those sweatshirts that were embroidered by you with the Gathering Thunder Foundation logo. Wopi Latonka. Mary, Mary Zarowitz, this one is for you. It is Cleopatra. By the way, I got a note last night from Mary and Elise, and they said to tell everybody hello. They're still on the different work schedule. So they can't be with us in the morning, but they said, tell all of the peeps hello. We love them, and uh, we will be with them as soon as the shift change happens. So Mary, this is for you. It's Cleopatra. Cleopatra is saying to you, victory is yours. Do not let the ignorance or ego of others render you powerless. You are the commander-in-chief of your life, Mary. Choose your friends and your colleagues wisely and with love. And, Mary, stand up for that which you cherish and love, including yourself. Boy, it's amazing how sometimes we can let the ego or the opinions of other people stop us in our tracks. What is that all about? We all do it. What the hecky? I don't do it anymore. I mean, at 54, almost 55, I gave up on that a long time ago. I wouldn't get anything done if I listened to everybody's opinion about me, (laughs) negative opinion about me, right? I'd be stuck in place. All right, and Elise, the swan maiden, the Valkyrie shield maiden skull from Scandinavia is here for you, girlfriend. And she is saying, Elise, you are divinely protected. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. We got your back. Whatever is going on around you, swirling around you, just remember you're divinely protected. We've got you on this. You've been through a lot of hard-won battles, losses, wins, all of those things, sorrows. You've done it. Look how far you've come. Don't look back. Keep going forward. We've got you. We've got you covered. You are divinely protected. You didn't win those battles for nothing. Oh, and by the way, your daily mantra, Elise, is this. I am a warrior of light and hope. I am a warrior of light and hope. Yeah, well, Kathy, you're wonderful at making and creating. Thank you for that. Yes, Kathy is another person who gives, 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 gives. gives. Yes, she do. Cindy Lynn. This one is for you. It's the, the unicorn, Cindy Lynn. The unicorn represents our inner light, the light within. Whenever we see these in uh, medieval tapestries, etc., it represents the Christed light or the high, higher light, higher with a capital H, the Christed light. We all have it within us. Some people choose not to shine it. Some people forgot they have it. Some people t- were, are, have been told that theirs is worthless, useless. No, the unicorn says, no, we've all been given this amazing internal light, sacred light, the light within, our inner temple, the temple within. And the unicorn says, shine it. Because darkness prevails where the light is not fully present. Darkness prevails where the light is not fully present. Sometimes we have to be the light. We don't always like it. What do you mean I have to be the person to call that person out? What do you mean I have to be the one to shine the light on that subject? What do you mean I have to do that? I just want to sip my morning coffee. I don't want to do that. I just want to live my life. Well, sometimes we get to be the light in a situation where darkness is prevailing. Right. Last night, late at night, I got a text message from my friend Val Chumney. I love Val. She's quite a woman, and she asked me, do you do funerals? Do you perform funerals? Do you oversee funerals at funeral homes and funeral gatherings? And I looked at Todd, and I said, boy, my my robes have been calling lately, haven't they, honey? And he said, well, sometimes, you know, you do get called into places where there isn't anyone else to shine a light. And I said, well, how do you feel about that as my husband? He said, well, it's part of who you are. And right now, for whatever reason, your robes are being called more often. I'm a non-denominational minister. Right? I've been ordained twice, two beautiful ordination ceremonies, first in 2008 as a Coptic minister and in 2016 as a, as a non-denominational minister through a beautiful church in Southern Cali. The ordination was spectacular, uh, beautiful ceremony, one of the most potent ceremonies I've ever uh, participated in. And during that particular ordination, I was told by the minister who ordained me that this would be happening, uh, that people who didn't have somebody to help with the funeral or to help with a wedding or a christening or what have you, uh, I would be called to to be present as the light in those ceremonies. So sometimes, you know, we get called into situations. And I just want to say, I don't know why I said all of that to you, Cindy Lynn, but I'm just saying that to you. Sometimes we have to bring light to death, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes we have to bring light to death. All right. Diane. Diane, well, there's a powerful name, right? Diane, Diana, the goddess. (laughs) The scarab is here for you, Diane. The scarab says it's time to celebrate. There's a celebration coming your way. There is a time of great, hmm, I guess the word really is celebration for you. Celebrating your life, celebrating a life passage celebrating the next in your life. But there is a huge celebration coming And As I'm looking at it on my inner screen, what I'm seeing are, you know, back in the day, those old whistles that you blow into them and the paper rolls out like a... like a tongue. I remember doing that as a kid, and they squeak and they squeal and all that kind of a thing. That's what I'm seeing for you in party hats. A time of celebration is at hand. It is your time to bask in the sun and revel in all that you have accomplished, Diane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mount Mole Hill. Rob, you're funny. Yeah, this is a card of accomplishment, a card of celebration. Good stuff. I'm oh, taking a look over here in the chat room. All righty. Sometimes I do just kind of get distracted a little bit. I apologize for that. Nancy Ray. The mermaid is here for you, Nancy Ray. What's interesting about this is that it says on the card, Honor your feminine nature. Honor your feminine nature. But I have to tell you, I'm also seeing you in meditation or quiet time going on a journey underwater into the psyche, into the soul with the mermaid. I'm seeing you like setting up a beautiful little sacred ceremonial spot for yourself, a little altar and asking the mermaid to take you on a journey and closing your eyes, allowing your imagination and your soul to go on the journey with the mermaid. I feel as though there's something within the waters of the pools of your own interior castle, your inner psyche, that she wishes to show you at this time. Yeah. Wow. That reminds me, coming in October, uh, Carl and, and Franklin, as you know, our show hosts here at Star Nations Radio Network. Their Thursday evening shows will no longer be taking place. Instead, it will be me and Carl and or True the same Thursday evening, once a month on the Star Nations Radio Network. And the three of us will be hosting a live TV show entitled The Mystery School. The Mystery School, Uh, and we are really looking forward to that. They were at the, I wanted to say, gala at the fundraiser on Saturday evening, and we had a great good time talking about our show as we would be presenting it. That will be coming beginning in October, the three of us, The Mystery School. This Thursday evening is The Mystery School in the physical, Thursday night at 6.30 at their home in Grand Rapids. I just wanted to let you know about that change up in programming. Mary Ann, Mary Ann, this one is for you. Shuffle, shuffle, it is the walkie on the Thunderbird. It's about growth. It's about the medicine wheel and how that medicine wheel, it moves, right? The medicine wheel is not stagnant. It represents the seasons of our lives. It represents the seasons of Grandmother Earth. But this is a card of growth. This is a card of growth, honoring who you are and who you are becoming in your spirituality, your spiritual growth. And Spirit is saying, honor who you are as a spiritual woman, honor your spiritual path. It may be different from the path of those around you, maybe it raises some eyebrows. Spirit is saying, honor your path. You're the only one who can take your path. Others can't take your path for you, nor can you take the path for others. Honor your spiritual path and the season of your spiritual path that you are currently in and the one that you are walking toward. Very powerful vision. The walking on the thunderbird. The thunder for those of you that watched uh, J.K. Rowling's movie, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I love the way that J.K. Rowling brings the Thunderbird to life in that movie. Spectacular. Gemini, the cocapelli is here for you. The cocapelli represents fertility. Love that. This is a fertile time in your life. Honor that. Honor what is growing. Honor that which is restless within your soul. Spirit says to me, you're a little bit restless. That's because there are growth and growing pains that are happening right now. The Pelle says, my life is overflowing with all that brings joy to my soul and peace to my heart, and I am grateful. Pelle is a card of gratitude. Gratitude. Love that. This is a very fertile time for you. Good morning, VA. I'm in Minnesota. Love Minnesota. I lived there for six years. It's a beautiful state. The Archangel Metatron is here for you, VA. Metatron is the angel of transformation. Also represents the tree of life. Right. Firmly rooted to earth, we are able to reach more fully into the depths of heaven, like a butterfly being called from its shimmering cocoon. Your higher presence is calling you to the next phase of learning along your soul's journey. Mm -hmm. The Archangel Metatron will see to it that the proper teachers books, workshops, teleclasses, all of those good sorts of learning opportunities are brought to you. So pay attention to the teachers who are going to be coming to you along your path. Pay attention and do remember that teachers sometimes come to us in various disguises. They're not always who we think they're going to be or who they should be. This is a time of transformation, and the archangel known as Metatron walks with you at this time. Holly, this one is for you. It is Nefertiti, the teaching of Nefertiti. Nefertiti of course was the wife of Akhenaten, the mother of Tut- Moses, or excuse me, of Tutankhamun, King Tut. She is also known as the joyful one, the mistress of happiness. Her name Nefertiti literally means the beautiful one has come. Her message for you is to contemplate the word joy, to become quiet, to become contemplative, and focus on the word joy. When we think of contemplatives, uh, whether we're talking about nuns or brothers, you know, monks, etc., of any given uh, path, to contemplate upon a word, means that we think about the word, we hold a vision of the word, we breathe the word in, we exhale the word, we become one with the word, and we allow the word to speak to us. For you, the word to contemplate every day for the next seven days is the word joy. The word joy asks you this question, where do you find joy and where does joy find you? Oftentimes where we once found joy, we no longer find joy. And we think to ourselves, well, something must be wrong with me. I no longer find joy in that. Well, because the time of that joy has passed. Where do you now find joy? Where does joy now find you? I find, I find joy in things both great and small. I find joy in being alive, says Nefertiti. Yeah. VA is saying, that's amazing because I just became aware that I am a star seed from Sirius. Well, there you are. Hi, the blue star, the dog star, the god star. Sirius, the blue star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robin, the Lamasu is here for you, my friend. The Lamasu, the legend of the Lamasu, comes to us from one of the oldest civilizations that we are aware of. Of course, there are civilizations that we are just now discovering, like Göbekli Tepe in Turkey just being excavated, which they think is actually older than Mesopotamia. But this teaching comes from Mesopotamia. It's the teaching of the Lamassu, which says healthy boundaries are essential at this time. Every day, Robin, call upon your guardian angels, your guides and spirits, your higher self, the Christed light within. To help you maintain healthy boundaries. Because, boy, people can push our buttons and try to walk right over our boundaries, can't they? It is astounding uh, what people are able to do or try to do if we allow that to happen. The Lama Sue says, no, healthy boundaries. Be firm. Be firm. Healthy boundaries. Protect your energies. Nikki. Nicolette. This one is for you. It is the firebird, the immortal light, which says, do not be afraid, be alive. Be alive. Don't hide your light. I know that sometimes you you try to dim it down. I know because you're my friend, and sometimes I see you try to dim your light for the comfort of other people. So I am teaming up today with the firebird to say we will have none of that. Be alive. Be fully alive. Shine your light fully. Do not dim it down for the comfort of other people. There you have it. I am not afraid. I am alive. Do not be afraid of what other people think. Boy, sometimes we do that, don't we? But if I shine my light, what will they think? Maybe they'll think, thank God, she's shining her light. I needed it. Thank goodness he's shining that light. I needed that today. Oof, helping me see who I am. (laughs) Mickey, funny. Who, me? Yep, you. I'm calling you out. Calling you out. Janet, beautiful friend from across the pond, the phoenix, is here on the heels of the firebird for you. I love that. It is through the fires of spiritual initiation that we experience many deaths without dying. In those small deaths, we are given a choice to succumb to the pain of growth or to employ it as a catalyst to rise from the ashes of what once was and to soar to new heights of wisdom and awareness. That is a truth. I believe that's a truth. Honor what has been the knowledge you have gained, and the wisdom that is now yours. Ooh, those initiations in life, sometimes they can leave us a hot mess. Or they can forge right the diamond light more brilliantly than ever before. So the phoenix, again, she rises. Rise like the phoenix, baby girl, rise. All right, Jocelyn, Jocelyn, the Archangel Saint Uriel is here for you, Uriel, boy, if you read the book of Enoch, if you read the book of Enoch, we see that Enoch is led into the heavens to meet with the stars and to come to understand the stars and the watchers. Right, the watching angels and the fallen angels and all of the angelics and the star beings. Enoch is taken through the experience in the book of Enoch with the assistance or the guidance of the archangel Saint Uriel. The light, they say, the light of God. That's what Uriel means. He who shines or the one who shines like God, like all of creation, Uriel. Uriel is walking with you at this time. Uriel, much like with the prophet Enoch, would like to take you on a journey to the stars. And what I am seeing very specifically for you, Jocelyn, is through drumming. Invite Uriel to be present with you during drumming and a drum ceremony uh, to go and journey with the star beings, the star nations. There you go. Mary Ellen, my beautiful friend, I can't wait to see you at Amantha Murphy's week-long Apprenticeship Nikki will be there with us as well. Amantha Murphy in October. You can still sign up for that, anyone who wishes to do so. The goddess Newt is here for you, Mary Ellen. The goddess Newt is also associated with the constellation Cygnus, also known as the Northern Cross. Well, um, that's a whole show that I could talk about, how the cross came into existence with the northern cross and swan, the cygnus. Maybe I'll do a show on that sometime or a class on that. But just so that you know, the goddess Newt is present with you. The goddess Newt is also associated with the swan, which is also associated with Tesawi, the white buffalo calf woman. There are many symbols or archetypes that represent the divine mother. One of them is the swan Cygnus. Back in the olden days, really olden that people don't much study about anymore, when the brightest lights in the sky were the, what we call the Northern Cross or the Cygnus constellation, it represented the divine mother. This card says to you, Mary Ellen, that the mother hears your prayers and the mother walks with you. You have called upon the Heavenly Mother by whatever name you call her, and she has heard your prayers, Mary Ellen. She loves you. In our humanness, we may forget that time as we know it on Earth and divine timing of creation can appear to be very, very different. Know that your desires and petitions have been received and are now being held within the loving arms of the universe. They will be answered in the perfection of time and in a way that is unique to your life journey remember unanswered prayers are sometimes the most precious mary ellen all is well and all manner of things are perfectly well and for holly's mother mary ellen the thunderbird from the spirit of mythology deck is here for you and the th- thunderbird is saying mary ellen stay on your path Despite the winds of opposition, self-doubt, or the temptation to throw in the towel and just give up, spirit is saying, stay on your path. Even in the face of life's obstacles, I remain firmly on my path, is the mantra (laughs) of the Thunderbird from the mythology deck good stuff. If I have forgotten anyone in either chat room because I got on a roll, good morning, Sonia. This one is for you. Uh, Please let me know (laughs) because I I do do that. Boy, I'm really going to be having to multitask with the new format, aren't I? Oof. We'll see how that goes. But I know that you will all help me. The white buffalo calf woman is here for you, Sonia. And whenever the white buffalo calf woman shows up, it's all about balance and sacred teachings. When we give too much of ourselves, she says, or do not ask for and openly receive what we need, we fall out of balance. The sacred teachings show us the importance of honoring our human life cycles, our connection to spirit, the fertility of our thoughts, and the power of our emotions. This is one of those cards that says, time to consider wherever you may be out of balance at this time. And do what it takes to bring yourself back into balance. Card of balance. My life is a sacred journey. I give and receive in equal measure. Good morning, Sharon Marie. (laughs) Good to see you. Hey, Janice Francisco. Good to see you, too. All right, Sharon Marie, the penguin teaching is here for you. And the penguin says, Sharon, pay attention to your dreams. And not only that, before you go into your dream time, whether it's daydreaming, meditation, or before you go to sleep at night, if you wish to delve further into your dreams, and with purposeful or conscious intention, invite the penguin to be present. Say you'd like to have some insight into a situation into your life. Create a sacred space for yourself. Ask the energy or the archetype of the penguin to be present with you and allow the penguin to guide you through a daydream or a journey through a meditation or before you go to sleep at night and to help you remember what it is that you experienced on that journey. We can be conscious dreamers or willy-nilly dreamers. We have the option of being either. But Sharon, spirit is saying pay attention to your daydreams, your meditations and your night dreams and invite the presence of the penguin to be with you, to help guide you through that. I listen to the voice of my scar ancestors, says the penguin. My soul hears their teachings. They are wanting to speak to you at this time. Jan Francisco, this card is for you. It is the grizzly bear card. When the grizzly bear card shows up, it is our ancestors reminding us that the ancestors walk with us. Your ancestors right now are reaching out to you. And I don't mean like first-generation ancestors. I'm talking your ancestors from antiquity. Your ancestors would like to speak to you and through you. And I feel very much heavily on the Sayer Somerville side of uh, the equation, that's what it feels like to me. They're trying to speak to you at this time. The grandmothers and grandfathers protect and guide you. They are walking with you, and they wish to impart to you some of their ancient teachings at this time. That's a big one. The grizzly bear for me represents from the direction of the West our ancestors. Good stuff. All right. Up next, of course, is our wonderful Polly Joe. Polly Joe, this card literally flew out of the deck onto the floor, so I just picked it up. It is the Ouroboros teaching. The Ouroboros says the cycle is complete. It is complete. You have completed a cycle, and a new cycle now begins, Polly Joe. How marvelous is that? I love that. A new cycle begins. With that, everyone, thank you for joining me today. And again, thank you for pre-ordering copies of my new book, Prayers and Incantations to the Light, Blessings from the Mother. Next up, it is the beautiful Polly Jo Labay. Blessings be, everyone.
1: We hope you enjoyed this edition of The Mystic's Heart with
3: Denise Iwana on the Star Nations Radio Network.
1: You are listening to Star Nations Radio Network. Communications from home on Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Chakra Sessions with Polly Jo LeBay on the Star Nation's radio network.
3: Good morning everyone. I am Polly Jo LeBay. I am your host for chakra sessions and today here in western Massachusetts it's a little cloudy um, and cloudy is perfect for contemplation and clearing and thank you so much Dana for my beautiful card about the cycle is complete and a new cycle has begun because that is exactly how I felt this morning Um, my school, Trinity School of Mystical Energy Healing, our second year students returned this past weekend. And in their return, we launched a new year. Um, And in that new year, it was uh, a beautiful weekend of really tapping into the love energy and how to bring that forward in a fuller way and how to use that to fill our integrity as healers and really channel the, you know, the highest fullest vibration of love energy to share with the planet that we can and in our own unique way. And, So many things were released, um, allowing them to have more room in their heart, some old grief and some old worry and, and um, quite a bit of childhood trauma just all decided to come off the table, which is such a glorious thing when you hold space for, you know, a room full of men and women who are ready to really step in and shine their beautiful light. So Um, As I begin the new cycle, um, usually there is this shift in my energy flow. There's a shift in what flows through me to be taught. Um, I enter a new phase of a teacher. I, I take a new leap forward. And so right now, what is being called forward for people on the planet is that most of us have been using energy that we didn't know was in us. Um, Something lied dormant within us and it came online. Um, It's kind of like when you get an upgrade on a computer, sometimes it's a little glitchy when that new software is loaded until all the kinks are worked out. And then it moves faster and quicker and, and you even forget the old way before the upgrade. And so for a bunch of you, if you're having these things that are happening <laughs> um, where gifts that you had, don't seem to be what you're using anymore. Um, Dana was actually talking about this at the end, you know, that um, things that brought you joy are no longer the things that are bringing you joy. Well, your energy has shifted onto the next phase of the next lesson, and so you are using literally different chakras in your body, um, different aspects, Of yourself are awakening to step into your purpose and all of this can feel very very unsteady very ungrounding Um, and a lot of my um, friends through Facebook land um, who are healers in different parts of the country one of the things that I was hearing a number of times was that um, you know, that lack of joy, they feel almost depressed, they feel dense or heavy. And part of that is that their inner child um, responded to some new energy, got frightened, um, went hiding, and it needs to feel safe to come out and play. So the way that we do that energetically is we bring our chakras back into balance, the ones that we use every day on this earth plane to um, function and, and carry forward in our lives. And, and also to reconnect to the, the chakras or the, the energy centers that we carry lifetime to lifetime within our soul. Um, so if you can imagine, uh, we have an earth body and a soul body, and they're, they're, they're layered together like an onion, um, but we don't always use all of our soul chakras because we're more concerned about our survival <clears throat> on the earth plane. Um, So we can't even think about being a spiritual being um, unless we have a place to sleep and food and have good health. So all of those things um, need to open their communication and come in balance. So to do that, we bring our chakras and our earth body um, into balance. And then we extend our heart energy to connect to our Spirit, our soul at its fullest level and reopen that bridge of communication because it likely got closed down. Um, I often see them like they're under construction and you have to take a detour. <laughs> um, and we've all been in places like that or all of a sudden, you know, the highway is down to one lane instead of four because there's work to do. Um, and that's kind of how the energy has felt for a lot of people because we will close our heart um, or we will close other chakras or our throat down when we feel anxious or fearful. So today is about bringing our body and our spirit body back into balance, back into communication, um, I'm not even sure that's what it was labeled <laughs> um, on the Facebook page, so I apologize if it said one thing as a show title, and this is different. Um, but when I am guided and I channel, that is what occurs. Spirit says what is needed for the people who are listening and who will listen um, and what they need most um, And, you know, energy shifts in, you know, a week or so. And that may be the case in here because I couldn't even get the page to load (laughs) to remind me what I had um, said the topic was and how I phrased that. So um, we are going to do a meditation um, um, and we're going to do what my guides keep describing as active meditation. So some of you may practice mindful meditation where you get very quiet and you try to have nothing enter your brain. Um, That is a type of meditation that has worked more in the past. Um, We have a lot of creation energy active within our bodies at the moment, and we can use meditation to create change in our lives. So, and change in our health, in our emotional and our spiritual and physical health. So my meditations that guide you through your own healing um, are specifically for your healing. Um, I am not reaching out and fixing you. I am reminding you um, putting into your mind a memory of how to do this, because we are all meant to take care of our own selves, but we have forgotten through the the, the years on how to do that. Um, we got so focused on our survival, we forgot that we were divine beings who could do this for ourselves. So I am here each week to remind you and help you remember how to do this so um, we are going to do our meditation um, and to find a spot that feels right for you Um, whether you need to sit on the ground or lay down or you need to sit in a chair but the one thing I remind you is to have your legs and your arms uncrossed because we want our circuits wide open. Also, try not to lay your hands on your body anywhere either. Um, Sometimes people put their hands over their belly um, or over their heart and that actually it can send energy there, but it also could block it. So right now we're just going to be in a state of receiving. Um, And for most of you who have healing hands, where the energy of healing runs through your hands and you're well aware of that, um, you may want your palms to be face up so that the, the energy is received quickly and easily. Okay, so Here we are, we are in this glorious space. We've taken a moment out of our busyness to set the intention to bring our life and ourselves back into balance, to anchor our energy in a way that allows us to feel safe and secure and fully supported in all ways that we can imagine. And we, I invite you to create a sacred space around you. So imagine that you are within a bubble of love and light or you are in a sacred temple or you are in a container of healing a chamber in which you simply absorb and fill with all that you require. And standing guard or watching or protecting you, you can invite in your angels, your guides, or the ancestors. You may call in the divine beings from other stars and other places that you connect to who are here for you, with you on this journey and invite in the divine energy above in whatever perception calls to you whether it is God or Goddess Creator, all that is, Great Spirit, or simply the One. And beneath our feet, we call in the support and love of the Earth Mother, the Earth Grandmother. to anchor and hold us and nurture us as we receive this divine healing, as we bring this divine healing to ourselves. And we set the intention that this healing is for the good of all and harm to none And of the fullest, highest vibration that we are able to connect with in this moment of now. And as the energy begins to come to us at the top of our head, through our crown, through our connection to all the layers of the divine. Take a moment to invite that energy in, to grant it permission to remind you how to clear and heal yourself. By calling in that energy, the divine frequency, we can begin to clear away the clutter in our brain, in our mind, in our thoughts, in our patterns of behavior that hold us stuck in a way that no longer serves. And you can ask your angels or your guides to remove it for you if you feel it as a cord or as a item And otherwise it can continue down your center if it's more mucky. And allow your ears and your sixth sense and your third eye to clear and open the Channels of communication that you are able to use between your ancestors and the divine and even the people on the planet. Allowing you to hear fully and be heard fully in a fuller, more amazing way. and releasing the energy that you hold within your jaw when we bite down and try to control that which is meant to flow. And it is safe to do so in this moment the energy of love is what guides this healing and is allowing the flow to return in you and in your life. And as it moves through the back of the neck and through the throat, all ways of authentic expression are opening your perceptions of self and all the ways self can be. Opening the joyful connections to your inner child, your true being, your true essence. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And once again, opening the pathways of communication between you and others so that you feel free and full in your expression of self. Yeah. Releasing the weight and the burdens that you've carried that others have placed upon you and that you have placed upon yourself. Releasing the density of the environment that you are in or the gravity that you feel pushing you down onto this planet. Energy that is holding you in a stillness, in a stuckness, caught in an inability to move forward. And as that moves off, allowing it to continue to flow down your spine and in through your lungs, so that the air that fills your lung is lighter and brighter and fuller. Yep. Releasing the old stuck air. <sighs> Some time gone by, allowing the lungs to breathe fully, top to bottom Yeah Nurturing and supporting the blood That flows through your body Supporting your organs And all of the functions That miraculously occur In this earth body That contains you Yeah And beginning to fill the chambers of the heart with the fullness of the divine heart, the divine love, the pureness of the unconditional love as it calls to you. And as it it allows your humanness to shine forward for there is no such thing as perfection that you hold yourself accountable to For all is fluid and changing in every moment, and you are meant to experience the humanness. For that is how lessons are learned. Yep. And granting yourself forgiveness and compassion For you are loved, and you are loved in every moment. Even when it feels most dark, most dense, most heavy, you are cradled in the divine energy, balance between heaven and earth, mother and father. earth and sky. And moving down to your personal sun, to your third chakra, to all of your upper organs. Gently, lovingly releasing so much fear and anger sadness and overwhelm that enter and hold the energy still when we forget our divinity we forget that we are one with creator. Releasing the energy of right and wrong in good or bad. For those energies come from a time when survival beings could only imagine a God who would judge its children. And instead filling with the energy of a God who loves all the imperfections because of the joy of infinite possibilities and the way we create them in a state of knowing or in a state of unknowing in a state of Remembering or in a state of forgetting. Yeah. And moving down into the lower belly to that point and space that is held for creation. Creating connections with others whether they're people, animals, or objects, matter. We are all matter. We are all part of the same dust. Yeah. And as we open those pathways of communication and connection, allowing the true love essence to flow through, cleansing and releasing any places where the connections have not been fully open, not been fully in the brightest light of our being, with no judgment, just a knowing. If there are any cords or connections or energy that is pulling, tugging on you in this moment, ask your angels or your guides or the divine to Release your end. There's no need to know what's tugging or holding you. Just know that it is not you, not your essence, and releasing it. Enjoy and love and compassion. and moving down into our earth connector our root the way our legs go down and connect and walk upon the planet and even connect below and through the planet allowing that connection to be cleansed and cleared so that we can release blame and shame right and wrong from this area as well. Yeah. And allow all the energy released to move down into the earth where it is gathered to be composted and then used as fertilizer for new growth and new possibility for you and for the entire planet. Yeah. And now returning back to your heart. And asking, calling forward, the bridge between your physical self and your spiritual self in every dimension, realm and possibility. All to be open or reconstructed so that the knowing within the heart contains all the possibilities of love energy to be received and to be shared with others. And calling forward our inner child to enter this space of fullness and love so that they can remember who they are, activate the joy within their heart to share with you if that connection has been broken or forgotten. God. feeling the fullness of the heart as it expands through this gently and if there are any places where it feels stuck or tight asking the divine love to fill that and release it yeah. so that you may fully be one with yourself in this moment
1: yeah. yeah,
3: and now sending this love energy forward through the earth to all of the earth to the creatures and the environment and the people to bring a moment of forgiveness and compassion and unconditional love. There's no need to know where it goes. Simply that it permeates and can be received by anyone who wishes to receive it
1: yeah yeah
3: And once again, grounding any extra energy that it may be difficult to walk with. Coming back into the fullness of your earth body. And allowing that Feeling energy to vibrate down and into the ground. Releasing any energy that is clinging to you that you no longer wish to have. Imagine it being brushed off your body. out of your aura, off of your chakras. Take a few deep breaths to to really center yourself back from the meditation, cleansed and cleared. just clearing a little bit from you guys, which is fine, I may continue to do that for a little bit. And I'm being reminded to tell you, um, if you have um, uh, frankincense or myrrh or melissa in incense or essential oils, um, to use them um, when you get a moment. It will help um, contain and continue the healing. Um, if you have places where you feel um, energy is still a little bit stuck, you can use any dark crystal or um, wood from the earth or um, rock from, you know, doesn't have to be a special, particular kind of rock. Um, If you ask the rock if it will be in service to you in this way to take the energy out and return it back to the earth, often um, even the gentlest pebble from the, the beach will be open and willing to do be in service that way so um you can use it on the part of your body where you feel the energy needs to be pulled out even more um these healing meditations um continue forward for at least um three days sometimes even for a whole week that's why um gathering here with you each week is so beautiful because then you are able to continue the healing flow and and connect in with it if you are able. Um, that's why at our healing sanctuary here, Trinity Healing Sanctuary, we do a weekly meditation on Wednesday evenings. Um, because by the middle of the week, most of us feel a little cranky from what has been going on at work, and we need to release so that we can continue through and continue through in a more positive direction um, so we don't get caught in the spinning of what has occurred prior, you know, after we get over the hump and kind of, sliding down into the weekend or into newer, fuller energy. Um, This Friday evening, we will be celebrating um, the fall equinox, um, autumn in its finest, and here in New England, it is um, such a beautiful time when the leaves are changing and they remind us of our own healing process. So, you know, trees are such a beautiful example. You know, in the spring the they're budding and then the leaves open into their fullness and then here especially they change into these brilliant colors before they fall off and turn into the compost and what then creates new growth um, for our trees and our um, planet. And but right before the fall and right before the change, they they make this beautiful painting of the reds and the golds and the yellows that just orange and and it's it can be so vibrant. And there's so much beauty in the fullness, and then as it falls away, you, you know, yes, we go into a state of hibernation, a time when we, you know, allow the the old to ferment, and then step into a beautiful new time of spring, so... All celebrations here in New England can be pretty big um, and so ours involves um, gathering together and we have a sacred fire where we write down and release all that we are ready to let go of and, and all that we would like to see ferment in the period of hibernation and take root and bloom in the springtime. So it was so beautiful that um, Dana was discussing that um, I entered a new cycle, and and it is it's a it's a bloom um, that is ready to create even more new growth, and I'm, I know many many of us are in that that type of energy, that new phase. Um, so if anybody would like to, um, you know, chat with me or have a question about their own chakras or how they've been impacted lately, Um, or maybe you have a sense that some part of your energy system is off or is awakening and you're not sure how to manage that new energy, um, feel free to give me a call It's 646. Four seven eight four five four three. Um, yes, Dana just asked me a beautiful question: um, Have our animal, animals been equally impacted? And if so, how do we help their chakras? Perfect. Yes, the animals are even closer, especially the smaller beings are even closer to the ground, so they have they have been hit by it even sooner. You may have noticed that after the eclipse that they started to act differently. Um, I know around here, you know, some of the chickens were impacted with their egg laying or the milk from the cows. Um, They may have had a moment of hesitation in their flow. And the way we help our animals with their chakras is um, very similar to the way we do it um, you can you can imagine them distance healing um, like having it come in through the top of their head and go down through their tail takes a very short period of time um, unless the animal is larger so a horse or like an elephant would take as much time as we do Um, but you know a kitty cat or a a doggy may not take as long Um, and with if you are a hands-on healer, um, you want to, like we start by grounding the energy. So you want to place your hand um, on their, their tailbone or as close to that as they will allow you to, um, to ground them first so that they know that the energy is safe that's coming in. And then you put your, your hand um at the crown and you and you imagine the the hand at the top of the head um, sending energy down to through their tailbone. Um, it takes a very short amount of time. Um, if you have an animal that is skittery, you might want to establish a heart connection with them first. Um, that is something that... Um, We have channeled through for um, our Reiki. uh, We have a Reiki training for animals um, that got channeled this summer. And Karen Kierstead, who's one of my students, is bringing that to the planet as her gift. And you connect, you imagine, like we created a bridge between our heart and your animal's heart. You establish that first before you even put hands on so they so that they truly can feel the unconditional love flowing between to them and through you to them. They feel the essence of the divine energy going to them, and then they are more willing to receive healing from you in the first place. And she is absolutely brilliant at that Um and I enjoy that fully because um, she is just she's reaching out to um, yeah. There's <laughs> we have lots of <laughs> animals lovers. Um, Karen is our person who is going to um, the animal shelters um, in in our area. Um, she actually is more in middle of the state, so she's in between Boston and where I am, Um, and she is teaching Reiki to all the people who work at the shelters so that the animals um, feel safe and secure, and when they're not skitterish, they're more likely to get adopted, so that has been such a big blessing, Um, and I have another student who is um, actually learning how to do vet work um, for elephants because that's her calling and so she will bring her animal healing um, to the the sanctuaries for the elephants Um, but Karen is um, breathtaking with horses in particular Um, and the energy is the same right they're really impacted so if we are shut down or our energy is shifting, it makes them feel unsteady or unsafe. Um, and, you know, it's just like a child who gets nervous because things are changing. Um, you gently um, bring energy in to allow them.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh to connect and be more one with you and more secure in themselves. Um, oh, so Robin said she uh, put Frank Frankincense and myrrh on, and while the dog was outside, the dog came in and she gave her a hug and then she got a tender kiss and it was the first time for that. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, yeah, they really they they love it when we're in our divine connection. Um, they can sense that and they relate to that. And um, human beings are the same way, right? I mean, we're just animals on a um, bigger level. And when we, we can sense when somebody has that gentle loving spirit and, and if, we want to spend time in their presence most of the time and kind of soak it up if we can. Um, And it just reminds us of that. And small children too, um, infants in particular, um, they don't necessarily need the energy healing quite the same way, but they're very impacted when our energy is stuck or it's shifting because it, it shakes them down on their root chakra because it's creating change. And, and it's part of our mission on the planet is to, to create change, to make change, and then move on and create and make new change. So we're, we're not meant to stay still. We're not, not meant to just sort of like root in and not move. We're, we're meant to have an impact, um, and that requires um, growth in a physical and spiritual way, and uh, we get to share that with our little fur buddies, um, our fur babies. Um, those of you who have been here um, at our sanctuary, uh, I have two cats, um, Belle, who is a little princess, And she likes to come down and meditate, but only if we put her orange blanket out. And she has to be in the middle of the circle. Um, And she'll roll around on that and be all excited. And then Ocelot is our Reiki master teacher. And he has been through the attunements. He's come into the room every time we've done that um, when I'm first teaching it. And he will actually lay paws on you. Um, He will ground you on your feet. He'll come sit on your feet. He'll sit on your lap if you need it. He has gotten up on the healing tables and placed his paws on people, Um, especially when it gets to the heart or for grounding. So it's like if your heart is having trouble opening, he wants to curl right up on your chest. And when you're really having a hard time Um, grounding your energy or it's swirling around he'll lay right on your feet Um, and he doesn't have to know you he just sort of comes in and does it he clears the energy in the room when we've done a lot of work he'll be through this room later um, to clear it for me kind of like sage and then when he's done he's done and he goes up and he naps (laughs) and uh, so that is you know, part of his contract with, with my husband and I, he comes and does that work, but it's very, very clear that that's how that goes. Um, and he doesn't need much, um, clearing or healing work done to him. Belle is someone who she had more trauma when she was little. She went from home to home. So every so often she gets a little anxious when things are shifting and, she needs that gentle nudge and, and connection. So um, we make sure that she gets that. Um, also for the animals, if they're feeling the energy and they're uncomfortable, um, you can use lavender oil. Um, the, I really only like to use um, the certified therapeutic grade on animals um, and one drop is sufficient. Um, you can put one drop you know, right on the back of their heart um, to calm them or the back of their neck if they're a cat. Um, And you can also use a drop in their water um, because that's more than diluted enough for them to have it. And it just calms their energy down Um, or you can diffuse it in the air. Um, if you're concerned about putting it on them, you can diffuse it. Um, just I find that, you know, they're sensitive when it's not the highest quality. Um, but I have cats, so they're smaller and so they're more um, sensitive. So we use it in the diffuser quite often. But when Belle first came back from the, um, when she, we first adopted her, we had to use it in her water. Um, to, to sort of let her know that she was safe and loved and that helped with that. So um, anytime you feel like you need to connect with spirit, you can use the oils from the Bible, um, the frankincense and the myrrh especially. Um, and then for those of you who have... Um, you know, Egyptian or Atlantean lifetimes that you may be aware of, then sometimes sandalwood or cedarwood um, are also ones that may call to you and center you in your divine energy. Um, And rose oil also is um, beautiful for that, Uh, Melissa and Jasmine. Um, Some of those are a little bit pricey. But the rose oil really carries the heart of Mother Mary. Um, It's why it speaks to us. And um, so sometimes that is the one that really can bring you back into that heart-centered space and open you up to the possibilities of what can be in your life. Um, so as we move into the new season this weekend, you know, really, um, take some moments of gratitude to summer and thank summer for all that it brought you and all the, the, the beauty and love and light that came in from, from that and, and welcome in the, the autumn in the fall and the time of harvesting, um, And knowing that as it gets darker, we tend to huddle together, or we can huddle together. And sometimes we huddle in isolation, but we can use the time to huddle together as a community and create new things for ourselves and our planet. And as healers, we are being called to do that in many, many ways. And, um, you know, for me, it connects back to, you know, the teachings that happen here at the Trinity Healing Sanctuary and within the beautiful mystery school that we have, Trinity School of Mystical Energy Healing. Um, And I so look forward to um, my new first-year students will we'll enter the program um, next weekend and you know, begin to remember who they are. And, um, oh, thank you, Dana. How can they find my website? Um, you can find me through Facebook. A lot of you are connected to me through Facebook at Trinity School of Mystical Energy Healing, um, or they can find me straight through um Chakra Sessions with Polly Jo LeBay through Star Nations. Um, And my regular website is www.TrinityHealingSanctuaries.com or www.TrinityMysticalEnergy.com and that's the school. Um, So any of those ways are great to connect with me. feel free to message me with questions Um, and I want to just put a shout out to Holly um, Hagen that um, that remedy for you channeled through finally Um, something needed to shift for me to be aware of that and uh, I will be calling you and letting you know about that so you guys have a blessed week really shine out who you are and know that at all times, you have all my love and all my blessings. Have a great day, guys.
2: We hope you enjoyed Chakra Sessions with Polly Jo LeBay
0: on the Star Nations Radio Network.